Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back for another session. We're back at it, and it's getting awfully close to Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy. But uh, as usual, we want to start off with what we're drinking. So, Jerome, what are you drinking this week? I'm drinking uh, something pretty standard, um, but I don't think we've had it. Uh, it's Asahi. Um, oh. Asahi beer from Japan. Okay. It's, you know one of the number of pretty famous and like i said pretty uh, common japanese right. beers but um yeah i was i think talking to you jesse i got this at a supermarket a 12 pack for eight dollars which so good. is pretty solid um and yeah i think uh you know sapporo is really good asahi's really good kieran's pretty good but mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I got this one mostly because of that price point. Yeah, um, I would too. And it's it's definitely good. So yeah, uh, not a not a warm day by any standards, um, but you know, definitely refreshing nonetheless. For sure. Uh, for me, I'm uh, still sticking with my seltzer journey, um, mm. and this time I actually found this varietal pack uh, when I went to restock on my seltzers. Um, nice. It's another high noon. And this time it's the pineapple one. So this, uh, the pineapple comes with um, three other flavors too. So uh, this is a four flavor batch. So again, um, High Noon is a 5% ABV. Um, and I realized after trying all the seltzers I've tried so far, like mm-hmm. I, I have tended to like more of the citrusy flavors with seltzer than like other flavors. So hmm. pineapple definitely is is ranking up there for me too. Um, it, I think pineapple is also just a tasty fruit um but i think like i think that citrus element uh, goes nicely with that carbonation and yeah um, so i like it a lot and i believe that's genevieve's favorite uh flavor right mm-hmm. and i can see why um mm. but for me I, I i think i still rank peach slightly above this but they're they're pretty yeah. neck and neck they're both pretty good that one was so good. Right, right. Yeah, so I got to get more flavors one of these days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll just go to the store and pick some up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this week is actually a, a pretty interesting um, like session for us because we haven't really done anything like this um, in the past. But what we decided to do was uh, we decided like... We just wanted to take a couple of um, random headlines and just talk about them. Um, yeah. And it's it's interesting because Jerome and I, even though we were drafting the notes together, I, I don't know how much like we actually s- saw or or read of each other's articles so or headlines. So, I mean, I think this is interesting because there's obviously a lot going on in 2020 um, in a lot of areas of life. So right. we're just kind of like taking some like essentially some headline stories and talking about like initial feelings and maybe like um, some interesting things about those articles. So, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, maybe this will be a new format that we do just kind of, kind of like our feature minded every once in a while, just kind of taking a pause and just look back on some interesting news stories, whether they're, you know, more serious or kind mm-hmm. of funny and outlandish. Um, but I, I feel like it's fun, you know, it's kind of banter and just, conversations we'd have normally right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um you know because this is stuff that we would talk about just when we're hanging out um granted in a slightly more official format but i mean it's right it's basically just us still chatting so yeah 
so I think yeah, I guess we we've we've got a couple headlines and news articles that we kind of looked up on our own, like Jesse you mentioned. Um, so I guess do you have one to start us off? Uh, we'll go kind of go back and forth and stuff. Yeah. So when I um, I admittedly pulled most of mine from Reddit um, based oh, yeah. on some of the stuff I followed. So I when I pulled my list together, it's just in reverse chronological order of whatever mm-hmm. I I had saved recently that I found interesting. So I'll just go for the most recent one that I saw that um, that I felt was pretty important and relevant. So mm-hmm. the title um, is Pfizer and BioNTech to submit emergency use authorization requests um, at the time today uh, mm-hmm. to the U.S. FDA for a COVID-19 vaccine. Mm-hmm. So this um, headline and article um, was posted on... Um, It was actually posted on the Pfizer website just yesterday, so Friday, November 20th. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, like, there's been a lot of news recently about um, the COVID vaccine, like, different companies, like, working towards it. A couple weeks ago, I think the news about Pfizer's vaccine was that it was at 90% efficacy, um, which is, like, honestly pretty astonishingly high. Um, From what I understand of, of that realm... Um, like 40 to 50% is like pretty, um, I think that's the, the, the range for the like flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, part of it is just because of how, how the flu vaccine, uh, the flu virus, um, evolves and mutates and stuff, but for right. this to be at 90% and also the fact that it's honestly been less than a year since we discovered this disease. Yeah. And the fact that they're pushing for this already is pretty crazy um, on a lot of different levels. Um, yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious for you, like, from a medical professional standpoint, like, hearing this news, like you said, obviously, like, it's great. It's, it's awesome. But I've also heard a lot of talk, like, man, like, usually vaccines for new diseases really take a lot of time and way more testing to get something, like, trustworthy like Mm. do you feel like it's like how confident do you feel about these vaccine and all these this news surrounding it It, okay so i think that's a little hard to say um because Mm. historically vaccines have taken a long time to develop and um and to especially like almost like foolproof you know like to minimize any kind of like side effects or anything like that which a lot of our vaccines now um that we use very commonly nowadays are very like proven right like Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously like, don't, I don't want to get into that argument, but, um, but scientifically they are proven and they are, um, effective for like majority of the population by majority. I mean like over 90%. Um, sure. so I think there is definitely some like understandable anxiety and worry, um, from people across the board who are like, how, how could they push this so quickly? How, like, how can they guarantee like, you know, we won't suffer effects of it late down the road and right part of like i'm gonna give two sides of um that argument one side is like honestly that's a very real like concern and it's a very real um like fear because we don't know um yeah we really don't know like potential effects of this down the road 10 years 20 years whatever um but on the flip side on the positive side like honestly like this is also probably one of the first times in, well, especially in recent 
history, but potentially all of human history, that mm. the world is coming together to solve this one problem together. Um, right. Because I'm again, I'm not sure um, to what degree there the collaboration was was for previous like large scale vaccines, mm-hmm. um, but this is definitely like I would say a historical effort in creating a vaccine um, and the scientific yeah. community coming together for it. But also at the same time, like science is very different today than it was like twenty years ago. You know, so um, maybe there like the the process of it, it is a lot more quick because they've had a lot of like successful models in the past. So maybe like, right. there's just been a lot of progress since then, you know? So, um, cause I honestly, like there haven't been any, I mean, before this, this vaccine, like there haven't been any like major news of like, Oh my gosh, like this vaccine's in development and all that stuff. Like, and I don't know. Um, it's. I think it's a. It's a. It's a new territory. You know. I, honestly, like for it for it to be effective, it would honestly be a like scientific breakthrough. Like, yeah, to solve it in this amount of time. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly have only. This is the first year I've taken the flu vaccine in a really long time. Mm. But kind of you know something like the flu that does affect everyone every year, but kind of not really as taken seriously at least in my purview mm-hmm. like i i re- you know like you said it's something kind of a just once at least we've never seen this before where the whole world at once is like begging and striving and hoping for something that'll just help this whole situation out right mm-hmm. so i think yeah i mean it's it's pretty crazy news especially you know about a year in, um, I yeah. think, uh, well, uh, you know, I guess we'll see <laughs> in the yeah. coming months how that goes. Cause I think it's going to be, I believe it's like first to elderly and then also to like healthcare workers and frontline workers. Right. Yeah. There, I, I, like fr- from all the talks, there's going to be a tier system of like rolling it out, um, to, to the public and to the masses, um, right. with the highest risk and also like the essential workers, um, especially like those working directly with like COVID patients and stuff will, will, will be getting it first. Um, right. And even for me, like, I don't think we're in that first tier. Like, I think we're going to get it in a later tier because of the mm. setting we work in. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be, I think like once it starts rolling out, it's going to like 2021 is going to be quite interesting to see how that stuff rolls out. Um, yeah. 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 That's, that's for, for sure. sure. So yeah. Um, like you said, we'll see. But yeah, what about you? What's a what's a fun headline you want to share with us? Yeah, I guess maybe a segue um, related to COVID. Um, there's a uh, CNN kind of put out. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not super new news, but uh, it's Taiwan just went 200 days without a locally transmitted COVID 19 case, and it kind of goes into a little bit of how the factors that went into it. And a lot of it Mm. deals with like, um, you know, tracing, um, Mm -hmm. transmission tracing. And in a way, like a lot of things that probably Americans (laughs) would not be as down for with kind of, uh, technological approaches, um, with their cell phones and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And it's kind of crazy. Like Taiwan is, 
you know, obviously being a smaller nation and being an island, they kind of have the ability to control the ins and outs and control the, you know, quote unquote, control the population some more. Mm. But I mean, that's crazy. Like, um, I, I've got a lot of family in Taiwan and mm-hmm. I, I recently called one of my grandparents and they're like, yeah, man, it's like, especially after the initial craziness, mm-hmm. life was just so normal to the point where like people are waiting an hour to get into some of the top restaurants again. Like, right. I mean, obviously people are probably still wearing masks, but right. it's, it's life is just, um, there's less panic, less chaos. And it's, I mean, I hate to say it, but kind of the opposite of how our country has handled a lot of things. Right. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, I mean, do you? When was this? Uh, when was this article posted? It looks like it was about a um, little less than a month ago. Okay, so yeah. you know, like just trying to understand and compare, like with what we're experiencing. Like, I mean, we, we as you know, all of us know, like U.S. is still climbing in numbers and mm. arguably hitting a surge of numbers right now. Um, yeah, uh, here in November, but for Taiwan to effectively like either like plateau or even decrease their transmission rate. Again, I don't know their numbers. So I'm just kind of like anecdotally speaking based on what you're sharing, like, and for them to, for that, that country to almost function back into a normal world, you know, is, is pretty encouraging, but it's also like, like for us, it's like, Oh, come on. Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's pretty crazy because uh, I got a cousin um, who is from Taiwan and w- is studying abroad in, uh, I think, Indiana right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it was kind of crazy when everything hit. But um, so he he is actually heading back to Taiwan for in, probably indefinitely um, mm. doing college classes online and stuff. But he's heading back around Thanksgiving time. And it's like... It's, um, you know, I've, I've been chatting with him and it's kind of crazy just hearing like, cause he's, he's Taiwanese like citizen. So he doesn't, he didn't know too much about America, like until he came here and he, I was asking, I was like, so did you know, like Americans were like this until you mm-hmm. came to, <laughs> came mm-hmm. to study? And he's like, no, not really. Mm. Um, and, and I was like, man, I'm kind of jealous that you're going to be in Taiwan because like being stuck in us especially without family around like how hard would that be you know like um and just being able to go back home and for the most part actually have the freedom to well freedom is kind of a taboo word at this point but kind mm-hmm. of the um the safe the safety to be able to live and go about your normal days it's um i mean it's it's a it's a stark contrast yeah yeah that's for sure um, but it's encouraging that there is hope, you know, it, it, with, in some senses that it can be handled and controlled. Um, yeah. And we, we, us here in America, just look on like <laughs> jealous and like, man, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, what do you got next? Yeah. So the, the next one I have is kind of interesting, and I'll, I'll share why I found it kind of funny. So um, the. The title of it, the article is In Photos, Egypt Announces the Biggest Archaeological Discovery in 2020 at Saqqara Necropolis. Um, huh. 
So the reason I found it funny is, again, I, I found it on Reddit, and the, <laughs> the, the, the top comment had said, um, in quotes, like, who had cursed Mummy Army for December? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I Like, you know, uh... I, I just, like... On one sense, like, it's a really great, like, discovery archaeologically. Like, that's awesome, yeah. man. But on the other hand, like, in, in in hindsight with this year, it's like, we have to make some fun out of it, you know? So, I mean, the joke, if for people, if I have to explain it, the joke is, like, this year, literally, we, like, it's, like, almost like a bingo board, right? Like, what else, yeah. what else could this year, like, throw at us, you yeah. know, from, from, like, the minks in Denmark to yeah. like, um, you know, to all this crazy stuff that's happened this year and curse mummy Arbery on top of it. Ah. It's pretty much rated Arjumanji. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. But, uh, but apparently, um, yeah. they had discovered a hundred intact sealed and painted coffins oh, and wow. a collection of like 40 wooden statues. So, which is honestly like, that's pretty nuts. Um, that, that is, so it's, it's really kind of crazy to like, think of how much there is still to be discovered of history mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's kind of cool yeah um yeah my my uh, co-worker actually went to uh egypt kind of i think a year ago or so mm. and um yeah he was showing me pictures too because actually they, they they're pretty adventurous so they went to a lot of the uh like not as well known like pyramid areas mm. um i, I Pardon, I forgot like the details, but mm-hmm. um, they actually ended up going to one that was like in the middle of becoming more tourist friendly. So like, interesting. There were parts of it that was almost pitch black, and they had to use their like iPhone cameras, or sorry, iPhone flashlights. Dang. And like, and and that's crazy because it's like, dude, I'm sure they've known about all these things for hundreds of years, right? But like, right. they're still like making this available to the public like in time and Mm -hmm. like you said man it's really crazy how much like history is out there maybe you hidden you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so i mean honestly i just picked it because that that top comment um (laughs) just made me like just die i was like this is so funny Um, i have to throw it on there but at the same time again talking about human history um that's where there's so much to be discovered you know so yeah yeah. Um, what about you? What's your next one for us? My next one is funny. Uh, actually, Eugene shared it with me uh, like uh, earlier today. It is, mm. um, in and out in 14 hours, Burger Chain opens its first two Colorado outlets, leading to fights and epic lines as people joke it's quicker to drive to California. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, it opened up, uh, I think, outside of Denver. Oh, and man. then people are the the wait to get the burgers or you know order is fourteen hours long. That's insane. Um, I mean, I just thought it was insane because in obviously in California we've got a, a good amount of in and outs and mm-hmm. um, like when I you know Eugene like kind of uh, framed it in like okay how long do you actually think it was I'm like oh man three hours I mean mm-hmm. I would definitely not wait and then for three hours and then she's like no I'll keep going keep going and then holy crap you know it takes 14 hours to get in and out that's like that's, yeah insane that's right? i mean i think like it's 
I mean, even considering like here, where we have like in and out a plenty, mm-hmm. like it still can be a long wait uh, yeah. during peak hours. You know, it's like it, it's very loved and dear to like many of us here in California. Um, yeah, and the hype has obviously spread around, and I'm like. In one, on one hand, like, just not surprised, but it's also yeah. still hilarious. Because, like, man, um, that's that's just crazy. Like, people are fighting over, like, <laughs> food, you know? Like, yeah. I'm curious, Jesse. What's the what's the longest you would wait for In-N-Out? For In-N-Out? Yeah. I mean, practically, maybe, like, 20, 30 minutes. Right. Um, but I think, like, I would try to plan it out so i don't hit a super big rush yeah i mean i admittedly there have been times where i have gone in like busier um times where there's like a fairly busy drive through but even now it's still fairly quick um, yeah right maybe, yeah, especially again. during covid time they're exactly fast about it yeah again exactly like i've i've gone during arguably some peak dinner hours and like mm-hmm. it's been roughly about a 20 30 minute thing to get through and it's not bad um but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would wait like an hour for it. Like, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely have also like, like driven by with the intention of getting in and out, and driven by and be like, that line's a little too crazy. I might go that, get something else. <laughs> yeah, that literally happened to me a couple, uh, couple weeks ago. I think mm. we were, I was like craving it so bad, and it was already like one, one thirty. So I was like, oh, I'm really hungry, mm. and I was like oh god like the line was um because you know it's not a lot a lot of a uh, dine-in right now so yeah. like people are all going through the drive-thru it wrapped around um it was like one of those things where because of the like i guess it, within the parking plaza like the intersection you don't want people lining up in there mm-hmm. so i'm like okay it start, stops here but then i look to the other side and there's even a longer line just oh, be, like man. i'm like oh no like I yeah. I can't do this, so we ended up going to like Chipotle or something, which is fine. But yeah, yeah, in and out just hits the spot, right? Yeah, especially like, like I think at my peak, I was eating in and out like maybe twice a week. Like mm. that's how frequently I was going. Like, and this was when yeah. I was especially like working out and stuff. Like, well, in and out's gonna hit the spot. Yep. Um, yeah i I had a in and out at UCI, mm. like literally walking distance from my house mm. and so yeah i i totally feel you on why you would go at least two or three times a week dude for sure um what, do you have a standard order in and out uh yeah usually it's just a double double with um with fries uh i at least lately i've just taken it home to eat so i have drinks at home and stuff okay so i typically just get that what about you yeah, so this is something I think I developed when I started working out. Uh, but my order is pretty wacky. Hmm. Um, I do two Flying Dutchmans. Um, hmm. one, one of them mustard grilled, the other with grilled onions to give them, like, you know, varying Interesting. taste. I get two sides of spread, and then I do fries. And then sometimes I get a drink there. You know, usually I get, like, their Arnold Palmer, like, half pink lemonade, half iced tea. But, like like you, I you know, I have drinks at home, so I, I usually yeah. just have, like, a seltzer or something. Um, what does the mustard grill taste like? So actually, um, apparently they actually mustard grilled their patties when they do it for um, animal style um, huh. like burgers. 
Um, so I don't even know how, like, how I learned this, but, um, but yeah, they basically, like, as they grill the meat, they, they put a layer of mustard on, on the bottom. Um, so it's, it's nice cause it gives it like a little bit of added flavor and depth. Right. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. It's definitely like a, it's definitely a fork meal. Um, not a, not a like hand meal, which I, I don't mind. Um, right. I actually kind of prefer it. Um, part of it is also I'm not like super, super big on like eating a lot of like buns and bread. So mm. um, I mean, that's why eventually I shifted away from like just getting standard burgers. Um, sure. So yeah. Dude, but I love the bread on In and Out burgers. That's, Ooh, that's fair. S- especially when the cheese just like kind of melts in. Get, melts into it. I'm like, oh man, yeah. that hits the spot so well. Dude, for for sure. Yeah. yeah. In and Out's it's it's a classic, you know. Like it's it's good. Yeah, it went pretty far in our uh, fast food bracket. So you know. I know, I know. I'm surprised it didn't take it, but at the same time, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, with with a behemoth of mcdonald's in the way right no seriously yeah uh how about you man what's next yeah so my head my next headline it's interesting for a couple reasons um the headline is the umbrella academy renewed for season three at netflix so i mean on one hand it's actually like not surprising um but the reason it's actually like pretty it's a pretty big deal is that um, and again, I learned this over time um, from just reading other articles and things, but um, a lot of cult classic shows that are Netflix originals have not gone beyond two seasons. Um, hmm. And and that's become like kind of a um, almost like a sad running joke because it's like, well, even, even the most popular ones have not made it past two seasons. And I guess the reason for that is uh, like usually contract negotiations have to be redone for the third season, uh, which usually means like they have to pay more for like the cast or whatever it is. Um, there's more cost um, to producing season three and beyond. Um, so the fact that Umbrella Academy actually made it and is confirmed for a third season is like pretty, pretty huge. Right. Um, because again, there are, I can't, I sadly can't think of some of them off the top of my head, but there are like a handful of, of shows that people argued were were really great, like shows mm-hmm. um, that should have been renewed um, that didn't. Um, so you know, like I'm I'm glad that Umbrella Academy is getting renewed. Obviously, it has like a good base um, mm-hmm. for like. Um, you know, like, like they have their comic base, so it they have like a lot of story to go off of. But um, and also like the characters are just so interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm encouraged. I'm glad um, that we get more of it. Um, but I, and I'm hopeful that maybe other shows can be potentially, you know, renewed. Um, yeah. Apparently, this might be the final season, which. Sure, That's all fine. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, any thoughts? Um, any have have any of your like Netflix shows been canceled um, prematurely? Argued, argued, arguably. I don't know if I. I can't think of any that's been like canceled, but um, they're, they're. Yeah, I think I, I do had that vibe too, where a lot of the 
kind of um, cult classics. I don't know if it's because they're more like limited series or if mm. they're just, you know, maybe have a more niche audience. But um, no, my my thoughts are, yeah, Umbrella Academy, um, you know, I, I, I will say it's not like one of my favorite shows, but I, I do like where season two kind of took it where, mm-hmm. um, well, well, season one was kind of a like, oh, look at this quirky like group of people, mm-hmm. you know, these quote unquote siblings because of uh, superpowers but then season two kind of like, you know, because they all, oh, I don't want to do spoilers, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to look a lot deeper into each one of their lives and mm-hmm. kind of their personalities and kind of ironically, kind of uh, not, well, not ironically, but um, in a very meaningful way, I think did digs into like identities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's African-Americans, there's um, homosexual, uh, mm-hmm. I think, I don't not sure if there's transgender, but there's, you know, there's just a lot of like, yeah, like more progressive themes that are really covered, which I think is like, it's a good yeah. platform for, I guess, both young adults and, you know, adults in general to kind of see those stories in a more, maybe a slightly whimsical way, I guess, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of rare, you know, like having that many different, um, like, that that high of exposure of that across a lot of different cultures um, is cool. I mean, all the siblings are different ethnicities, basically, right? Like mm-hmm. Latino, Black, Asian, like white. Like, mm-hmm. I think it just covers it all. Um, which uh, I, I think I, I'm, yeah, not surprised as renewed, but I'm also happy because of uh, I think the message it it, it uh, kind of shows. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, so I guess we'll see uh, what happens. And, yeah, um, I think that's I think that's a lot of what we're going to talk uh, say this um, for this session. Is we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. What's your What's your next uh, article headline? Yeah, uh, my next one is related to Apple. Um, it's uh, I, don't, I don't really know how to say his name too well, but it's like Federighi. He's like one mm-hmm. of the guys who speaks during um, the Apple. Uh, what was it called? Like. Convent, convention things uh, mm-hmm. one of the introduced new things and um, essentially it, it's uh, him defends Apple's iOS 14 anti-tracking features mm. um, and you know kind of the, the, the idea is like kind of related to our so, uh, social dilemma episode mm-hmm. you know there's so many apps so many tech you know tech companies that are just kind of over uh using and overselling privacy uh you know people's information and data but apple kind of from what i'm hearing um they're really probably one of the forefront front people like trying to protect people's data um Mm -hmm. and you know while a lot of articles are kind of against slightly against what apple's doing saying like this is going to ruin advertising ruin like just just the money flow, cash flow and all that. But I think the defense against it is like, well, you know, in a way it's like we should be on the right side of history kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. That people's privacy is really important as we saw in the social dilemma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know you, you know, maybe we can talk about this in another session, but you, Jesse, you're, you're back on the uh, <laughs> Apple, uh, Apple train that I am, that and I am. I'm sure you notice in iOS 14, it's like 
everything kind of has a disclaimer of like whether you're being tracked from your camera, your audio, your mm. you know your location, like your just just your data. And I think it's really it's hopefully a turn of the tide where like mm-hmm. people's privacy can be valued more, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely and I definitely think that's like pretty huge and important um considering like again how yeah how things have progressed in yeah society and you know not again not talking too much about our social dilemma episode but like yeah um it's just encouraging that we are hopefully trending in a different direction that's more healthy um for the individual and the collective so Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that I think that's also like it's a small reason why I also wanted to come back to um, Apple and iPhone too. Mm. Um, it's it, it was a factor, um, but definitely there were like more user usability things that um, drew me back. But privacy definitely was part of it. Yeah, it's been what has it been a whole month or not yet since you switched over? It's been about a month, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been about a month, and yeah, I mean. I'm glad I have the tech, um, the especially the wearable tech back, like the the yes. watch and and trying the AirPods for the first time. I'm like, actually, they're pretty great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been good. Yep, that's awesome. So listeners, look forward to uh, hearing Jesse's <laughs> reconversion back to the Apple cult, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Back into the fold. Yeah. How about you, Jesse? What's next? Um, for me, the next one I have, um, uh, a little bit more lighthearted, is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch joins Spider-Man 3 as Doctor Strange. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, there isn't too much that we can say about it, but or maybe there is, um, but that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, like, you know, I, I think more more entertainment is coming back in order. Um you know, there's more, like, things going back into production. Like, movies are still coming out. Um, so the fact that, like, Marvel is is kind of picking up um, some of the slack again in, in their, um, yeah, in their, in their repertoire. And then for the fact that, you know, we're essentially entering Phase 4 now, right? Like, yeah. And for Benedict Cumberbatch to appear in Spider-Man 3... Um, not not to mention like there's a lot of rumors around Spider-Man 3's um like uh scope of covering like different realities and like also potential like really interesting casting for yeah. um crossovers or things like that is pretty exciting um and again um there's there's been so much pending news post Endgame mm-hmm. of like you know will the X-Men be under Marvel's roof again like will they make a new fantastic four that ties mm-hmm. in like all these questions right um that hopefully we'll start to see some answers for um obviously spider-man being another pinnacle piece of that because that was the largest like um <laughs> title we've gotten uh, back essentially um, into yeah. the universe so i'm excited um, yeah i think um probably the but the thing that like really actually made me get out of my seat was uh, the rumors, and I don't know if they're rumors or they're even close to being reality, but possibly having uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. in the new Spider-Man as like 
the multiverse of Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. that got me like, oh my god, that would be one of Amazing. the craziest things I've ever seen on the screen. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that'd be so cool. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, man. the fact that you introduced Doctor Strange into, you know, a movie, it it just expands the scope of what's possible, right? Yeah, and I mean, considering we know um, the title of the next Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. um, t- I think it's what titled "Multiverse of Madness" or something like that. Something like, like that. Yeah, it's you know, like there's a reason these rumors are swirling, and uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, you know, also the fact that WandaVision is right around the corner too. Yes, so, we'll see. Fun uh, stuff. I'm I'm getting more excited about the next era of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think obviously we've had some time to like post Endgame to, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, like just <laughs> come off of that, that crazy journey. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I think I'm getting into the zone of like, all right, I'm ready for more Marvel now. Like, yeah, I'm ready for more stuff to come out. Yep. Let the adventures begin once again. Seriously. Um, so what's, what's next up for you? So Jesse, have you actually ended up? Did you end up watching Tiger King? I have not. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But um, have you heard about this character named Carol Baskin? I have. Okay. Um, well, you know, for you and for listeners who um, may not know, it, basically Carol Baskin is kind of one of the quote-unquote villains. Or mm-hmm. you can kind of argue everybody is a villain in the whole show. Right. There is no protagonist. You are mm-hmm. the protagonist as a watcher, I guess. Um, <laughs> but Carol Baskin is a crazy lady who um, is a cat lady, as we all know. Um, but the rumors around it is that like she uh, killed and fed her husband, ex-husband, who's really rich, to tigers or, or lions. Um, mm. And there has no been no proof of that, um, I think. I don't know. I, I hear there's some more reinvestigation happening since Tiger King came out. But mm. um, the craziest thing, um, one of the almost like seems like the Onion type of news, uh, Carol Baskin was on Dancing with the Stars. What? Yeah. And that's already crazy because, you know, she's almost like an O.J. Simpson level of like yeah crazy like news surrounding her but even crazier um this was a couple months ago i think at this point but uh-huh. carol so the ex-husbands who the one who got fed or quote-unquote that we think got fed yeah her family aired a an ad about the missing ex-husband making a lot of suggestions that like carol baskin did it <laughs> During, oh my gosh! During the airing of uh, Dancing with the Stars, and I mean, it's just like this alternate reality. Like, what the heck is going on? And it's literally a lawyer with the whole family and saying, like, if you know who uh, who might be involved in mm-hmm. the missing ex-husband, please contact us for a reward. And then wow. I'm I'm guessing like after the commercial break, Carol Baskin's face comes up and ready to dance or something, which is oh kind of the most ironic thing like ever. That's crazy! <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, like that had to have been intentional, right? right? Like, 
like things like that don't happen for no reason yeah <laughs> like that's just that's a, oh man that's crazy <laughs> yeah i mean have you do you want are you planning on watching tiger king at all ever? probably not uh um, yeah i i i don't find like i don't think i'll enjoy it because it's in that realm of like trashy tv that i'm like i don't know if like i'll find much enjoyment from just watching this but i've heard enough to at least understand like how crazy it is <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting it's like very meta trashy mm. tv in the sense of like you're getting this jaw-dropping view on like a part of america and a part of like certain subcultures mm. that you never expected existed outside of movies Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty hilarious that's pretty wild man yeah all right man How, uh what, what do you got next so my last one that i have up is um there's another entertainment one um but it's titled why christopher nolan actually blew up a real plane for tenet nice um and i'm assuming you haven't seen tenet yet either right no i have not yeah, so I mean, it's still on my to do list. Um, I actually might try and like watch it at a drive-in theater, um, maybe, um, just because I'm still curious about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, Christopher Nolan um, being known for like having a lot of like or a lot less CGI um, in his films because he u- tries to do a lot of like prop work or like real like shooting essentially um you know as we know from like dark knight and and the crazy action that happens there um with the plane and stuff but apparently um buying a 747 plane and blowing it up (laughs) is way more cost efficient than um doing it entirely cgi Um, really so interesting right yeah um so i guess that's why they that's why he ended up buying and blowing up a real plane instead of yeah showing it like digitally so and it's funny because like i think in the trailer they kind of now that i think about it like robert panson has like a little soundbite uh-huh. yeah like about you know blowing up a plane but in a way alluding to the actuality behind the scene itself mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's funny oh man i'm so excited to watch it um right but i mean technically could watch it well California, a lot of cities are back in purple, so probably not. But yeah, I mean, I think I mean it depends how. Um, yeah, it depends how the you know the rulings on like drive-in theaters are. But yeah, from what I understand, drive-in theaters are actually pretty safe because you're just staying oh, in yeah. the car. Yeah, um, and you're like your car is pretty far from the next car. So yeah, I think that would be an interesting. Yeah. I, I'm I might try and watch it with Genevieve. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's yeah. been a while since like we've you know before COVID, like movies were a thing to do and now it's like there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. I, I know a few of my friends actually ended up going to the theater um kind of recently, uh before obviously all the spikes. Um but yeah, they went like really late at night just to avoid any any sort of crowd and they 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 felt like it was pretty safe you know i think Mm. there's apparently people like you know coming in every so often to make sure everyone's got their masks on and stuff you know Mm -hmm. but i mean just the fact that it's an enclosed area and like people are eating and stuff uh it's yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. that that can probably wait 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... We're not in a rush for it, like... Yeah. I mean, it'll be nice when we can do it eventually in the future again, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I think it's fine waiting. Yeah, and to be honest, like, hopefully it gets released on Blu-ray soon or something, like, you know, where we can Mm -hmm. rent it, like... Mm -hmm. You know, at this point, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I, I just... Yeah, I, I love the movie theater, but yeah, like you said, it's it's too bad. It's not a part of our lives as much anymore. At least right now. So, yeah. but on the positive side, maybe this is a, a resurgence for those drive-in theaters because I know those yeah. were in huge yeah. decline. Um, oh yeah, and a lot were like closing down. There was like, I mean, I saw that there were some amounts of like small movements of trying to like keep certain ones alive. So. Maybe this is what what they needed to kind of bring those back into action. Um, and, yeah, I mean, hopefully they get to stick around, too. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So what's what's your last one you got for us? My last one is uh, kind of depressing. Um, it's panic buying of toilet paper hits U.S. stores again with new pandemic restrictions. Mm. Um, I think probably definitely more so in California. Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was literally at Costco earlier today, and um, yeah, again, no toilet paper. Um, not that I needed it, but it's been a while since I saw the no toilet paper sign. And yeah. it's, uh, I think, obviously, there's some, like, truth to, you know, that you, mm-hmm. you might need it, but it just kind of, it's kind of bewildering that, like, yeah. people were panic buying the first time, and I'm pretty sure they realized oh we didn't need all this but all of a sudden like another restriction comes in and it's like they make the same decision again like Mm -hmm, didn't you mm -hmm. learn from not maybe not yourself but didn't you learn from like the others like Mm -hmm. it's just ah god it's kind of frustrating really you know like to see i hate the word to, to use the word but like kind of dumb people are like yeah um and especially for people who are like stockpiling it and yeah eh, it's just uh, i hate to see it you know yeah um so obviously this one article is probably pretty recent yeah um i mean i yeah i i on like you said on some hands can understand why there's some amounts of like necessity like buying Mm -hmm. some because again if we're going to be staying home more like yeah sure but at the same time like do do you really need to cause a panic and buying it off the you know like yeah probably not um it's probably blown out of proportion uh most likely (laughs) so it's just like it's 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 less concerning the fact that it's like off the shelf more it's more concerning that like people are just panic buying in general you yeah know? yeah um i and i know you know we, we we had a recent session genevieve you know at target like i can't mm-hmm. imagine like i'm sure the uptick was kind of crazy of like all of a sudden with the new orders like mm-hmm. maybe you know from from something small as the way people's face look well technically can't see it but maybe their eyes because they have Mm -hmm. their mask on but you know like to the to the fact that they're just yeah like you said panic buying i'm sure she can attest to to all that and what she told me was like it's actually more interesting because it kind of like compounds on itself because Mm. 
you know, like, for example, you, you go in the store, you, you might not be, you might have you like your plan on getting your certain items, but then when yeah. you see other people stockpiling or like loading, that kind of makes you like, makes you wonder and question, right? Yeah. Like, even if you weren't thinking about it in the first place. So it kind of like, unfortunately, like exponentially compounds on itself as a problem, which mm-hmm. obviously leads to the situation we have now where there's no toilet paper on the shelves, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully there's enough sanity in people's lives to resist that um, craze. But yeah, it is the holidays. So who knows? It is the holidays. Um, man, it's, it's really wild how, fast as well fast and slow this year passed and all these news lines can really uh kind of attest to just how much went on this year right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah this was a good one i mean yeah I, it was it's funny like reading all these headlines of all these different areas of of the you know of life from science to entertainment to mm-hmm. retail to like internationally like i don't know it's it's really cool um and I mean, again, like it's just fun chatting about it because yeah. this is stuff we would talk about anyways in life. Um, so, but yeah, I, I hope the listeners also enjoyed it as well. I know it was fun for us. Um, and if you guys are, are tuning with us, please do um, listen to our, 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 our podcasts on our social mediums. Um, but um, as usual, we actually have one last thing to do, which is our rec. Um, yeah. So what is our rec for this week? Our rec is uh, definitely unrelated to COVID and a lot of these other uh, headlines, but it's uh, it's one we haven't done in a while. But it's it's just snacks, you know, little mm. things we grab while we're working or just watching TV, anything just uh, to keep our appetite going. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse, do you have a uh, snack that you'd like to recommend? I'll give a healthy snack and an unhealthy snack. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> so healthy snack because you know Eric is trying to continue to help me work on living a healthier life so one one that i um and recommending because he recommended to me is uh raspberries um Hmm. so the one i get is just the driscoll's like box of raspberries um and i just usually eat a box in one sitting like as like a post-dinner thing um they're really good for you because obviously it's fresh fruit but also it's also high in fiber um which is important for the average diet um because i think uh like most americans don't eat enough fiber um <laughs> so yeah um for a healthy snack raspberries i mean they're okay. tasty too um i know they not everyone may like them but i enjoy them um they're you know they're they're good uh my unhealthy snack um I actually bought a handful of unhealthy snacks from Amazon recently. Um, but for me, it's um, it's Pringles. Um, so nice. Pringles, they have um, those, like, small servings. like uh, So they have that, like, variety of pack. Um, the one I bought is the original sour cream and onion and the cheddar cheese. Um, so hopefully co- coming in smaller packages may cause a bit more restraint as far as eating them. Um, but th- I like them because they're quick you know chips are quick and easy to eat yeah um yeah what about you i'm gonna recommend um the uh i think it's new it's the uh flaming lime turtle chips oh um have you had the original turtle chips before Mm-mm. so they they're i think they're a korean snack chips um the original okay. one is kind of like 
uh, sweet corn flavored ish. Um, oh, and it's, I think I have had it then. Okay. Yeah, they're they're really good. Um, like addicting. Yeah. But man, they came out with a new one. Um, it's like a spicy ish flame and lime one, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because like um, you you kind of attribute the because it's very like flaky uh, chip. You almost mm-hmm. attribute that to the sweet flavor, but when you eat the flame and lime one, it's like it's almost like a slight, like a very very slight glimpse of like that same sweetness. But then mm. there's also a tangy like spiciness to it. Interesting, and it kind of just melts in your mouth, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I got it recently at a Zion Korean market, and nice. You know, Eugene and I were like, okay, let's try it. Let's just try it. But then we're like, oh, shoot, this is pretty dang good. And uh, for me, I I think, you know, savory chips are definitely like the ones that are super sweet. I don't love Mm -hmm, as like mm -hmm. I can't eat as much. But the thing about these ones is like you might end up finishing a bag before you know it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're they're really good. I, I definitely recommend them. How do they compare with like hot Cheetos lime flavored? Because that's what it reminds me of, right? Yeah. So the thing is, like, I think flavor-wise, it's, it's. Um, I wouldn't say it's like too different, but it really, the, texture. the uniqueness, yeah, is the texture because these mm. are like super thin, many many thin layers that are crispy, mm. while Cheetos is kind of like um, a a little bit more dense, like it's piece. dense and chunky. Yeah. Yeah, but this one is like you literally just. You know, use your root of the mouth and your tongue to push down, and you, you don't need to even use your teeth really, and mm-hmm. it just melts in your mouth. So, um, and yeah, I mean, I love Cheetos, but this is kind of uh, I just blew me away. For sure, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and I'll have to I'll have to see if I can get some then too. Yeah, um, yeah, awesome. Well, again, thank you, listeners, for joining us. Um, if you are following our social media, um, which is our Instagram account, um, you can see some of the articles and also um, our snack recommendations. Um, and yeah, we, we promise we won't spam you guys. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be some exciting stuff on our social media coming soon, too. Um, but yeah, um, another good one, another fun one. Yeah, definitely. Um, listeners, stay safe as always during these holiday season. And as always, we will see you next time. See ya.